Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Geekscape. This is episode 71. I'm Jonathan London, and this is the podcast about movies, video games, and comic books. Over the next hour, my co-host and I will be reviewing and giving the news on the latest uh, movies, video games, and comics. That's, that's basically redundant. That's how we do it here. Uh, we also get pretty personal with this, so please, if you're under the age of 15, this is now your favorite podcast. Um, my guest this week, his name is Logan. He runs a movie blog. And a movie website um, Why don't you talk a little bit about it uh, Tell my audience where they can find it And, and kind of how this whole thing got started cause Sure It's, it's Mondo Celluloid uh, It's a MySpace site for now It's uh, uh-huh. myspace.com slash Mondo Celluloid There's a URL that's Mondo Celluloid.com But I haven't Mondo built Celluloid. it Mondo com. Yeah. yeah But I haven't built it yet Right now it's just a redirect to the MySpace site mm-hmm. uh, Basically it just got started as a project To keep a calendar running consistently To repertory screenings Called horror screenings In and around LA um, f- For as long as I can remember I'd go to the New Beverly regularly Theaters at the New Beverly I did, you grew up I grew up in Redondo Beach Okay, so yeah it, so, so growing up You know, like, like, like a lot of punk rock scenes Have the local, have the local list Right. Where it's like what bands are playing in the scene like, I remember growing up in Austin uh, the, the local punk rock scene Every month there was a list of the bands that were coming in Yeah, yeah. And it was uh, You know taken information taken from local flyers Local uh, You know weekly magazines And they, it was collected So you just needed the list to know what bands were playing in Austin Right, right. So you've done it with cinema Yeah Geek, there wasn't Geek one cinema. You know what I would do is I would paste all the calendars on my refrigerator mm-hmm. Wherever I lived, I would put the Beverly's and the Arrows and the Egyptians and everything, and would always look for a source that had sort of an all-encompassing page where you could find out what's playing everywhere, and I just couldn't find one. So I started one kind of for myself, then I sort of built it up a little bit for other people, started adding people, and it just became a project that became kind of a cool thing. It's updated weekly and broken up by page. It'll say, you know, Sunday, April 21st, and it'll have... Every movie that's playing with a poster and a link to the movie and the theater and the time that's, you know, of repertory cult cinema horror nature. That's awesome. Um, thanks. And that's how that started. And then from that, I started writing reviews and then I started doing interviews. And ultimately now I'm now starting to host my own monthly series at the Vista in Silver Lake. Now, so. the Vista is a phenomenal uh, uh, It's a phenomenal theater. They took out, basically, it seems like they took out every other row uh, so yeah. you've got great seating. Um, we got huge leg room, yeah. tons of leg room. And for those of you guys who are big uh, fans of, um, it's the theater that Christian Slater watched the Street Fighter in in <laughs> True Romance. True. That's the Vista. Uh, it's a really good theater. It's a uh, local theater. And now these are monthly screenings. Uh, what kind of movies are you screening at these things? I'm going to try to do cult classics. Uh-huh. Um, stick to the darker stuff. There's a series there already that does sort of more of the camp stuff, and I like camp. Mm-hmm. But um, you know my interests are more in sort of the darker cult stuff, like uh, horror, meet the feebles type movies, um, demons, zombie, uh, Evil Dead movies, things like that, and then some of the more sort of Italian Jallo things, as well as um, just your classic cult films like Faster Pussycat Kill Kill, which is what we're doing next week. Okay, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, other Russ Meyer type movies. Uh, Wizard of Gore, things like that. <laughs> Eraserhead. Right. I, I gotta tell right. you, uh, I Netflix Meet the Feebles uh-huh. um, to give Laura the new Meet the Feebles experience because a lot of people were introduced uh, to Peter Jackson through the Lord of the Rings movies, right. but kids like us, I mean, I remember going to see Meet the Feebles at um, in Austin at the Dolby Theater. This is before they had the the Alamo Draft Houses and all that, and that was like the local college thing. And I was like, this is th- this looks crazy. It's Muppets, right? With Sex and blood Crack and violence and, and AIDS and, and uh, uh, I gotta say Netflixing it And watching it with Laura Had to have been The longest Netflix To sit through Because some people Folks They're not like us No You know I mean you, you, what, what is the most awkward experience Where somebody like Like you Who loves And gets the intricacies Of this type of movie You know what I mean Like like you have an appreciation For this Yeah and it takes a, It takes a very You know Specific First. I could think of a couple Like I think of Bad Boy Bubby I don't know if you've seen Bad Boy no. Bubby Just really whacked out Australian I stop, I stop at trash okay. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Bad Boy Bubby is this really weird Australian movie Yeah And it's it's somewhat trashy actually But it's it's just really fucked up Strange Australian movie And I saw it I think four times in the theater I went with Martin the first time And we just totally dug it And then I took a huge group to see it Um from I was in Long Beach I was in film school at the time I took a whole huge group To see it together 
and half the people in the crowd were literally angry with me that you know you I, I, that I wasted this. the last ninety minutes because I mean that's it's, how I felt when my friends took me to see Juno. Is that right? Okay, <laughs> really? Yeah, I hate that movie. Did but, you? But continue, continue. That's interesting. No, I, I, I didn't love it quite as much as most people. I didn't hate it, but that's interesting. Um, but no, yeah, they were liberal. And then the other one would be just recently Hong or Connor, who's been on your show. Yeah, I took to see Salo uh, by Pasolini. It was a double feature of Salo and um, what was the other one? Um, Salo and something. Oh, it's Santa Sangre by mm-hmm. Jodorowsky, which I love. Loved Santa Sangre. Ten minutes into Salo, we had to leave. Couldn't, he just wouldn't would, do couldn't it finish it. You know, and that's it's not a movie everyone can handle. I mean, are you familiar with the movie? No. Well, there's mutil- you know kids get mutilated. In no, it. I will not watch that. Yeah, it's yeah, it's kid mutilation. So sex, how extensive and, yeah. is your uh, snuff film collection? Pretty do you, extensive. Do you yeah, kidnap yeah. girls yourself? Expensive and extensive. And cut them? What's that? You're like what Otis is based no, hope, on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Otis is rad. That's a, that's a really good movie. We ran the yeah. review. If you guys want to see a review of Otis, yeah. uh, our good friend uh, Eric Diaz. You guys know him from the forums as Eric uh, yeah. AD. He wrote a feature for the uh, review of Otis. You guys saw it at Fangoria? Yeah, Fangoria, yeah. And the he Otis wrote a awesome. review up on the website, and, uh, and it sounds like yeah. the last thing you need, the next thing you need if you're that kind of Yeah, that one's on DVD camera, in July, but it's awesome. And then it's you get a following. Yeah. It sounded great. It sounded great. It really um, is. So you've got this, uh, this series, and um, have you seen this movie, The Skeletons of Cadavra? It's, no, it, it's it's one. It's made no. by a, a pretty popular character actor. I recognized the guy's face when I was watching it, but uh, like many people, you know, we Netflixed this thing. It was it's a it sort of pretends you know it, it kind of plays with being a uh, Ed Woodish type of mm-hmm. 1950s movie. I can't get through it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like uh, uh, without the mystery science theater three uh, three thousand guys, right, there, right, right, right. It's hard to get through those kind of films, but but you can go beyond it. And see these kind of films for what they are and appreciate them. Sometimes. I mean, because I get recommendations on the site. People email me and be like, hey, have you seen this? Have you seen that? And I'll watch them. And, I mean, recently uh, one of the guys on my page recommended a movie called P.D. Wheatstra Mm -hmm. with Rudy Ray Moore. I mean, perfect example of a movie where, I mean, 20 minutes into it, I was kind of enjoying it. But I'm like, I just can't finish this. This is really bad. Yeah. Well, just really specific and and not something I was connecting to, you know. But then... Other movies people will recommend it. I'll be all over them. You know, and so. does your audience mail you films sometimes? Like, do they? They do. Um, screeners. If somebody uh-huh. wants something reviewed, um, I, they would start sending screeners at me, and I'd watch them and review mm-hmm. them for the page. I'm, I'm sort of backed up actually right now with screeners, but I've reviewed quite a few. Yeah, it would be cool to uh, do something with your site where where we do a, a link through to mm-hmm. your page on the Geekscape.net site. Sure. Uh, and maybe run like one of the reviews. What we're starting is we're starting these these gauntlet features where a gauntlet is when you get together for one night. Eric and Hong came over for a gauntlet. Mm-hmm. I try and find uh, five bad movies all from different genres. Okay. And you had to watch them all the way through, like in one back night. Back to back? Nice. Back to back. And that's that a gauntlet. Awesome. You're running a gauntlet. It's very painful. And, uh, that sounds heavenly. Uh, I'm prepared for another gauntlet. I'm actually. Uh, I think June would be a good date. And sometime in June, we're going to do another gauntlet here mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, and I'm I'm putting in the heavy. I'm putting I'm putting in some heavy hitters. I'm okay. going to start them easy, but then shit that really like you look around the room and people are going to be bleeding out the ears. Look what do you have nose. in mind? Um, well, I've got some shit straight from like whenever a mom and pop store closes down, uh-huh. you pounce. You find so some you good like, time chasers and transfer six and stuff like that. Oh, That's you, really you will yeah. see. You okay. will see. This one. Uh, where, where, that that one is my MVP, Death Race to Istanbul. Uh, I, there is a fight sequence shot on the median uh, over by Pan Pacific Park. I swear to God. And okay. This thing will melt your brain. And you've so, seen this already. Oh, I, I've seen it several and you, and times. And you're prepared to watch it again. Okay. <laughs> Those of you who um, I gotta find, I gotta find this one ninja film that that my brother Paul found in a in a. My brother Paul travels the country as a wrestler, and um, and. Uh, he found this in a truck stop at Spokane, Washington, and it just said Ninja on the cover, and it wasn't Ninja that right. we know. This movie is incredible. Uh, I think I've talked about it on the, on the show, but the fact that after the last fight happens, you expect there to be some kind of resolution. What happens to the bad guys? What happens to the Unstoppable Army? What's the, no, it just cuts to a ColecoVision-looking screen that says the end. That's it. <laughs> the end. You know, mid, almost, I mean... It's a fin- phenomenal feat, uh, but yeah, we're gonna do a new gauntlet, and um, it'd be fun oh, for you I'd to be, be there. You would rad. love it, and I know Eric and Hong had a great time at those last ones. So, 
I just gotta I gotta play it right. You know what I mean? You gotta right, be right. careful with this stuff. Gotcha. Like like you're starting off this screening series. Yes. It's gonna be monthly, but the first it's, one we're aiming to make it monthly. Yeah, I mean it might, I might take a month one, off, but yeah. The first one has to be something that gets people in the door. Sure. And enough people in the door so to say, hey, stick around for another month. You know what Correct. I mean? Correct. Yeah, Because yeah. you don't have the advantage of being weekly or affording to be weekly or, or bi weekly so that Correct. you know, so that kids can get a momentum. Correct. You know? Sure, sure. It seems like three weeks off you risk losing them, right? You know, how do you like? Wh- like, what are you? You're screening faster, pussycat. Faster, kill, pussycat, kill, kill, kill right? Correct. Uh, what are you going to do after that? Any ideas? I really want to do Meet the Feebles after that. Um, I've just this last week I've been trying to track down licensing rights for mm-hmm. it. You know, I want to do everything on film. Uh, the Vista doesn't have a digital projector at all, so it's okay. got to be film, which is how I want to do it. And obviously, I want to make sure that I do everything legitimately so that I get the right. So it's been tough trying to track down who to contact on that one. But, you know, m- movies I have in mind are, are that one. Um, I really want to do Demons 2 because I love that movie. Especially Demons the, the, especially is great, but Demons 2 is fantastic. Because it has you know? that movie theater scene. Yeah. It, the scene right. in the movie theater with the demons killing motherfuckers. Left well, and the first one, too, has, is much longer, but I mean, but yeah, I mean, the first one's got, I think, the movie theater, and the second one's in that hotel, in that mm-hmm. high rise. Both great movies. You're right, it um, is Demons 1. Demons 1, right? Which is a blast, too. I just, that second one's just so 80s and so fantastic. Uh, um, you know, that's one I want to do. Crawl. Crawl would I, be cool. I, I'd kind of like to do. You could actually get, could you get Liam Neeson to come? For the, I would love for the to get Liam Neeson to come for Kroll. That'd be that'd be fantastic. Or at least the Cyclops. Get everybody in there. You know, I want to do Secret of Nim. Mm-hmm. You know, and I kind of want to put it out there too. To I sent out, uh, I did like a little contest a few months ago, a few weeks ago, where I gave out a pair of tickets to you know, the first person that wrote back with their suggestion, and you know, somebody won. But we got quite a few in, and. A lot of Herschel Gordon Lewis mm-hmm. requests. What are some of his films? Uh, Wizard, Wizard of Gore is the one okay. that I think that the people are really pushing for. The first movie yeah. to lead off my first gauntlet. We did a movie called The Wizards of the Lost Kingdom. Okay, which you know I, that film. I haven't seen it in a long. I saw it that film could, yeah. will fuck your head up. Yeah, that, yeah. that film because uh, they took clips from Deathstalker and cut it into right. this movie, and it is really one of the biggest pieces of shit. I need to see exists. it again. It's been a long time, but I remember that movie being very odd and weird. And Bose Venson mm-hmm. uh, is in it, and uh, you know there's a sequel with David Carradine. No. Oh yes, my friend. Really? Oh What's yeah, shit has a sequel. Is it just two? It, it Wizard of Lost Kingdom two, huh. and called like the Revenge of fucking something something that wasn't even the first movie. Nice. And it is a phenomenal movie. Uh, Include those. I remember <laughs> maybe my first gauntlet was my friend Robbie Luther in uh, third grade, second grade. He had a birthday, and his mom, you know, you go over to a kid's house, and mom just grabs whatever she thinks the kids will like at Blockbuster. Uh, throws a bunch of pizzas in the room And that's your birthday party You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. Like pizzas in the room For sleepovers Two movies Done That still sounds great uh, And it was The, the 80's um, Invaders from Mars With mm-hmm. the potato heads Right And Wizards of the Lost Kingdom Which cool. at the time I thought was fucking Star Wars Right <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Watch, yeah Watching it recently Like This shit doesn't hold up no, but that's that was you know we had I had movies like that like Runaway with mm-hmm. Tom Selleck and the little metal spiders that was my Star Wars mm-hmm. and back then you just don't know different The Gate those two kids oh, that was my Exorcist well, that's Brad Dorf right little Brad Dorf and and no, the Stephen other little Dorf. kid Stephen Dorf Stephen right Dorf. Brad Dorf was Billy Bibbit right right and Billy Bibbit Cuckoo's Nest but yeah you know um, so Stephen Dorf in the in the oh with the fucking eyeball popping the eyeball and the shoulder. dude that falls down turns into a bunch of clay people I mean that shit to me was classic horror you know mm-hmm. and, and and looking back on that that sort of innocence of like Runaway is so cool and you look at it now and I, I still fucking love that movie but it's it is what it is I mean, it's Michael Crichton and you know probably a two million dollar budget and Gene Simmons and stuff like that but it's funny when you're little and that's just that's a classic it's just awesome you know? we, now you I'd went, love to do Runaway too you went to film school yes with aspirations to direct yes. or write or direct you know I always wrote I still write um, I think I went through a, a Phase where I wanted to direct because I actually enjoyed directing my mm-hmm. projects, um, but my strengths are always this has always been in the creative, sort of collaborative writing process. If you could remake some films the from, third from man. That, that area, that that would you'd, you'd pick the third man. I pick the third man, which isn't you know obviously cult or genre, but that's a movie that every time I watch it, I just kind of see potential for an update mm-hmm. and like a good update. Yeah, for sure. The third man's one. What are some others, perhaps? <sighs> the sixth to remake. Man? The six the, 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 the comedy, yeah. the basketball so comedy, it and not no. make it at all, right? Okay. Uh, no, you, and you know, it's, 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 there's some movies that 
because that's the thing. It's like when you when you see a movie, there's a certain level of admiration where you just don't want, you just can't imagine a remake. Like I hear Michael Bay's remaking Rosemary's Baby, right? And it's it's horrible because he's doing it. But I think of anyone doing it, and it still feels horrible. Mm-hmm. Like I just wouldn't touch that movie because it's such a perfect product of its time. So. Like, loving a movie necessarily doesn't make me feel like, okay, this needs to be remade because it's perfect. But there's no, certain movies but, like The Third yeah. Man that kind of... It almost got it right. It gets it right, but it's like, it, it could so be updated to a new world. You know, M is a movie that I could totally mm-hmm. see remade. Really? Yeah, I, I'd love to remake I'd love to remake M and set really? it. Yeah, I Fritz would. Lang's Fritz Lang's M. Fritz Lang's Lamb. Yeah, absolutely. The, and, I, and I have a very specific sort of approach as to how I do it if I... The, the danger it. with making a movie like Fritz Lang's M uh, is, is this movie ushered in the importance... Of sound, right? You know, like like so much of this movie relies on sound, you know, and and that has so much to do with when the movie was made, how the movie was made, and just sure. how progressive it was as a movie. I feel like if if you're going to update a movie like M, you need to look at the times around you mm-hmm. and make it just as progressive about the storytelling techniques because it's so inherent to what the movie originally was, right? Right? You know right. What I mean, without the whistling without the the, sure. the, the, the play on sound mm-hmm. in that movie um, I, I, the movie is only really good you know directing it's not a film it's a phenomenal movie sure what escalated into a film was the it was the fact that it, it, it landed in this era like mm-hmm. a bomb because it, it, it had so much so much of a progressive nature to right. what it was. I feel like like something that important, that's something that inherent to the to the history of movies. And that's how I feel uh, about Rosemary's. You'd really have to fucking like drop sure. it like a similar bomb. It'd have to have the same importance, or else you do risk cheapening. Right. The well, and that's how I feel about Rosemary's Baby, because for me, that movie. I mean, it's it's obviously based on Ira Levin's book, and it's you know it's this classic movie, but it's so much a product of its time, and and it's such a obviously visionary movie. Polanski mm-hmm. throwing color and lighting and angles and mod. And it's a very mod sort of movie, and there's just no way you could remake the style of that movie now. And the style, I think, of Rosemary's Baby is is more than half of what is incredible about it. Um, M, I totally see where you're getting from. I think that what, what I picked up from M when I watch it is more of the crime element mm-hmm. of it and the sort of underbelly of crime elements of the movie. But and I always thought it would be... Why not just make another crime-based it movie would be, without, without necessarily having that on your shoulders that you're remaking this huge... Historic Because I kind of like the idea of that same story taking place in another similar sort of crime. Um, my idea with that movie, okay, which I'll say, is to is to do it in, in same time, yeah, but in um, 30s Los Angeles. Okay. Um, during the bootlegging, because what a lot of people don't know is during the Prohibition, where there's bootlegging, LA was very involved too. Um, Seal Beach and San Pedro ports were very crime infested with bootlegging and everything. And I always had this when I watch M for some reason. I always kind of watch this parallel movie taking place where it's in Los Angeles at the exact same time, exact same crime, so, cops, private so detectives, so and everything. It's not so much a remake as a companion piece. That's a better you know? term for so, it, sure. So name it N. N? What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. That might offend some people. Okay, Um, I I, I do not. I do not uh, aspire so highly when it with my the remakes that I would like. I would like to uh, do uh, Critters. Nice. uh, Chud. And I see you can't you can't redo Chud. Well, well, everything you just said about M is true for Chud. (laughs) That's just that's not right. No, I'd bring back Daniel Stern. Don't worry. Uh, And and uh, Critters, Chud, and Uh Night of the Comet. See, Night of the Comet is as eighties a movie as you can get. Would you set it in the eighties? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I gotta see. I'm yeah, probably, I gotta talk to some people first. You can't. Re- you see, he can't redo Valley Girl now. You know, it's it's can't be done. You know, unless you redo Valley Girl and set it in the eighties. No, a movie like Valley Girl is Valley Girl. Night, Night of the, the Comets is roller skating cheerleaders from the valley and shit like Night that. Night of the Comets. I gotta think about it. It's very sensitive. I, yeah. I, I I I think that if I remade Night of the Comet, I wouldn't. It wouldn't be Night of the Comet. I would take the loose story structure Night of the Comet and I would name it something completely different. But I like the idea, hero. I like the heroes by accident type of thing. Yeah. That and, and I like the fact that it was an anti horror movie. Yes. You know what I mean? And especially now when all we we look up in every motherfucking movie is a chick with a cell phone scared. Mm-hmm. It's time to fucking make an anti. Not a scary. Not one of these Zucker Brothers, Wayne Brothers movies. Right, right, right. right. But make an anti horror movie. 
that says F you to this Japanese ripoff shit. Sure. You know? Uh, That's kind of what Otis was, by the way. I mean, it's, you know, which is why it's so yeah, awesome. It, it's yeah, a parody, it's a parody without being a parody of torture sure. porn. Absolutely. With the, the shit like Hostel. It's but more I satire, watch yeah. Hostel. Yeah. I watched uh, this movie, uh, Death Sentence, that the, oh, director, yeah. the director of Hostel yeah. did with Kevin Bacon. That yeah. shit was unwatchable. Director of Saw. The uh, director of Saw. Yeah. I won't watch that shit. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I won't watch Saw, but let's see if this guy's got any... Because I like... Uh, did I you like see Death Sentence? I did, because it was the same... It came from the right. same source material, as the same writer as uh, as um, uh, the fucking Charles Bronson movies. Uh, Death Wish? Death Wish. Oh, well, I it's know same, The same writer wrote the story for, for Death Sentence. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, it's cool, I like this shit. Dude loses everything and fucking picks up a gun and says, hey, here's my solution. Kills inner city kids every day. It's not not the solution Um, That being said I like those kind of movies And um, The movie sucked Really? The movie was horrible Yeah That's a shame The trailer looked good The trailer looked cool And it was like this one shot That was like five minutes Through a parking garage But I'm like Guitar badass You know This is embarrassing Like More than being married To the closer This is embarrassing See now I hear They were redoing Robocop And to me that's sacrilege Well Uh, And that's No I just can't I if don't. RoboCop had been RoboCop and only RoboCop, mm-hmm. that's sacrilege. But then you went and did your RoboCop two. Then you went and t- did your RoboCop three. Yeah, you've the opened ninja. the do- yeah. you've opened the door to make RoboCop again. When you have RoboCop as a part of the WCW rescuing Sting out of the ring, <laughs> you it's yeah. okay. Like right. th- this character needs a reinvention. Like oh. like like, like what, if right. I came to you and I said, okay, guess what? Alien and Predator franchise just fell in my lap. Right. In desperate need of a reinvention We need to tell people In this day and age, 20 years later Why Robocop, why Alien, why Predator Why this shit worked Because right now all we have is this AVP Like Dracula versus Frankenstein bullshit And it has no weight Sure You know, it's hokey But if if you took it back If you put it in the hand Who who would you put the hand Who would you put Robocop in? Paul Verhoeven I know that's, but you know he's not going to do it. I don't know if I had if I if I had a gun in my head. If you had the Aliens franchise today, who would you give it to? The Alex Aliens. Proyas. Okay, yeah. Alex Proyas. He directed uh, the Crow. He directed I Am Robot. Well, unfortunately, yeah, no, yeah. But he did. He, what was the one? Uh, well, he Dark, did Dark thank City. Thank you, Dark City. Yeah, that's the one. Dark of. City. Right. Some yeah. people really like that movie. Was, yeah. What did he do recently that was uh, big time? Oh, uh, the, the one you just said. I think um, I, I Robot. No, he did, did I something after that. He did something oh, he after did? that. Shit. Um, I don't know. He didn't do the one with Ewan McGregor and... Uh, no, that was Michael Bay, wasn't it? Um, I don't know. The Island? Yeah, I never saw <laughs> um, that. Yeah. I mean, I'll, think about it. That's worth a thread. I've like, had people write to me, though, and, and tell me... A couple of people wrote to me and told me The Island is like a direct rip off of some movie, I think, called Clonus. Yeah. A few don't people look at said, me, watch Clonus. It's, it's, the, uh, it's what The Island is um, based on. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah. these things need care, you know? Uh, yeah. So I was watching Iron Let's take away into our review of Iron Man. Sure. I'm watching Iron Man, and this movie is uh, a phenomenal movie. This mm-hmm. is the first one out of the gate that Marvel Films has created internally uh, with Paramount releasing it. And I really. I love the first two X Men movies. I love the Spider Man movies, the, fir- the first two. Um. It makes you really think and wish that Marvel could have somehow started up completely independently as they are now. Um, obviously, you've lost a couple key franchises. Spider-Man, X-Men, Fantastic Four. Mm. But watching this Iron Man movie, it really is a well-done fucking movie. It is. What did you enjoy about this? And you're Every, not a comic guy. I'm not. I'm not a comic guy at all. What's up? My mic's in my shirt. What happened here? Oh, is it? What is it my good name? I don't okay. know. Here it is. Iron Tim Robbins is talking. Yeah, Iron Man. What did I like about? I like. I, okay, yeah, I'm not a comic book guy, so I have nothing to to compare these things against. Um, I I really what I I dug Iron Man, but let me compare it to, to some other things that have come out. The the passion people have for the Spider Man movies, especially the second one, I've never been able to connect to. Okay, I did not hate Spider Man two, but I I didn't really care for it that much either. Um, most of my friends do read comics, and they defend. Movies based on how they were faithful to the comic, how and it's okay, but how how good was it as a film? For me, I always thought Spider the Spider-Man films were so seeped in in pathos and getting you to associate with just how depressed and alienated and frustrated this kid was that 
that's what I always took out of those movies. I'm like, they're not that, they're not that fun to me. And they'd be like, yeah, but that's what's great about them. And it's like, you know, but I, I think it's possible to create a character that's complicated and and still have fun with it. And what I loved about Iron Man was at no point do you not completely identify with this guy, with Tony Stark. You know what his situation is. He's a womanized playboy. And then he goes through this sort of like, oh, what have I wrought type thing. But consistently it's such a joy to watch it was such a blast to watch and partly because i think robert downey jr so nailed his character and was so invested in making sure that he fleshed out a human character that like i finally felt what i think a lot of people have been trying to communicate to me they felt with spider-man with even with batman begins mm-hmm. which i really like but again i wasn't completely sold on like my friends where batman begins was just incredible and i'm like yeah i liked it a lot i've seen it a few times but I just don't really like it that much, but I could see myself watching Iron Man like a dozen times. I really thought it was a blast. It's awesome. It's yeah, great. It, yeah. it never it never uh, sacrifices heavy for fun. You you get both the the peanut butter and the jelly, uh, and it and it and it's a really enjoyable movie. Yeah, I mean, halfway through it, I'm thinking, you know, I think this is the best comic book movie I've ever seen, and I think that. And then there's this other thing that comes in and goes. I hope it holds up. And it ends, and it's just like it was just consistent. It just never yeah. stopped. And, and you know, it's over two hours long, and I really I could have kept watching it. It was just, it, such a, yeah, it's, it feels great. It, it, and you're watching it, and uh, I remember looking up and thinking, I've been in this theater an hour and a half. It's, like it, it's starting to wrap up. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, and, and, and as it's wrapping up, you're like, okay, they, I feel like they truncate the ending too much. With, uh, with with Jeff Bridges and the big um, climax, yeah. Abadiah Stane, I feel like that's a little truncated. I would like for this movie to be two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. You know, I would like to have a DVD version of the movie. We were talking about Sarah Marshall uh, two weeks ago and how the cut that's in theaters right now feels like the DVD version of Sarah Marshall. It feels mm-hmm. about 20, 30 minutes too long. Um, this feels like... The theatrical version, when really you want the two hours, uh, right? You want that other hour and a, you know that other half hour because we can't wait for this DVD. I think it's going to be a lot yeah. of fun, and I think Same. it'll, you know, blue. Oh, oh VJ is saying Blu-ray. <laughs> you can't wait for the Blu-ray. Right? And luckily, VJ Paramount has gone Blu-ray. It's That's on the right. Geekscape site under news. Casino Skunk, one of our faithful guys, he submitted his news. Uh, thank you, VJ. But yeah, Blu-ray. Uh, we want we want those extras, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Especially on this movie, I, I thought it was incredible. And it, it, you know, I'm one of these guys who always looks at like the sadder part of it, and I'm like, you know what? I really wish Marvel had been in a financial state to be able to to, to do all their all their stuff right. internally. Because Tim Story's Fantastic Four to me is not the Fantastic right. Four. See, and I don't know from. The comics. I mean, I've never read them and stuff like that. But, but those movies from the aren't good, little dude. I know, those movies aren't good. But you, I don't think. Right. I think what's great about Iron Man is uh, it's just a solid movie. Sure. In the Fantastic, it, it, but it, but is it the exact Iron Man? No, it's not the Iron Man from the comics entirely. Sure. Uh, Iron Man from the comics. He had this whole uh, Iron Man's just my bodyguard story for so long. They throw that out in the in, in the film. They uh, they do a lot in the movie. Jarvis. Jarvis isn't a human butler. He's right, yeah, Eric told me that. Yeah, they do a lot of stuff that. that but from what I understand, they do those a lot of updates are kind of web cool, shooters, right? You know, from what I understand, those changes that they made are actually kind of mm-hmm. cool changes that didn't really like take away from the comics in the sense that you like, can't believe they changed that. What Eric was, for example, saying was like they changed these things, and it's actually kind of clever the way they changed them, as opposed it's to necessary. Yeah, we needed Peter Parker to have organic web shooters. Sure. In film, you needed Peter Parker to have organic web shooters because. But but then you look at shit like the. the but does prob- he make them in the comics? In the in the comics he makes them. And oh. then, but but if you're looking, he didn't, at get, her, he didn't get bit by a radioactive spider. He, he did, but oh. that only lets him cling to walls and have ten thousand ten, ten times human strength. I don't know this shit. Okay. You know That's what I mean? Uh-huh. He doesn't have organic web shooters in the comics, but it doesn't change his character. Making a transition to, right. to movies, you risk. People get pissed when you change the character. No. Not when you change something like web, organic web shooters. People do their whole, ah, oh, shit, that's not loyal to the comic stuff. The second they see a well-fleshed-out character in a well-fleshed-out story clicking on all cylinders, they'll, they'll forgive it, the change in technicalities. A change in character is in Fantastic Four 1 when the thing sits down in a diner and has dinner with Doctor Doom. That's a change in character. That is when mm. I knew that movie had gone to shit 
When okay. I'm like, okay, the thing this is would sitting never in a diner talking to Doctor Doom. I, oh, you got me mad. You this, got me this would mad. Never happen. Huh? You know, it's like, huh. it, I mean, these are these are these are character things. You What's know? like yeah, and the thing I never understood was okay. For example, when League of Extraordinary Gentlemen came out, which I know. Why was, did you which, just say that? Which I know well, isn't Marvel. Now you're fucking getting no, crazy. But here's here's what's funny is my friend Twitching. One of my good friends, Twitching. Martin, is has like been reading his shit all his life, and yeah. I remember he'll talk to me about it because he gets excited, and I don't know what you know, and I'll I'll know enough to know a little bit about the comics he's discussing. And I remember when that movie came out, I already knew who the League was, and I see the commercial, and I'm like, those aren't the guys that Martin said were in this thing. So I never saw the movie, but immediately I'm like, I don't understand. If you're going to adapt something, supposedly, because you see the potential in it, why fuck it up and change it as... I mean, that's a perfect example. I mean, they literally change the characters by character, right? I mean, and did you see the film? Probably not. Or you, d- oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah. How'd that feel? Look, I was getting raped. <laughs> you were getting raped. Look, I was getting... I mean, yeah. here's a... Okay, that same summer, yeah. we had Ang Lee's Hulk. Stephen Norrington's LXG. Mm. If we would have had Ang Lee handling the depth of Alan Moore's League, mm-hmm. and somebody with Steve Norrington handling the Hulk as an action movie, right? Maybe those things would have turned out differently sure. that summer. Because League is a very cool, fun book that's drenched in in the the. the I mean, it just f- fucking handled like a retard. It was stupid. Right, uh, right. LXG was that's fucking retarded. It was. It's really one of the most retarded movies ever made. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, well, I just and I just don't get it. I'm thinking, why? Why change shit? I just you know. And then I understand. Well, I mean, they wanted to make Hellboy the Hulk. You know what I mean? You, yeah. You hear about that stuff. You hear about people worrying that that audiences aren't going to get it. You right. hear about people saying, "Okay, let's add Tom Sawyer to the LXG so that American audiences have an American right. to associate with." I'm sorry, but we grew up with the stories of Alan Quartermain and Mr. Hyde and sure. Captain Nemo. We, we maybe they're not American, maybe they're old country, you know, Fuck stories, man. but we fucking know them. Right. You know, uh, that's retarded. That's like making Columbus American just so that American audiences get Columbus. Right. It's like, dude, we well, and they've done it. shit like that. I mean, it's you ridiculous. Know? Yeah. I mean, for a long time they wanted to yeah. make the Hellboy movie, but only if Hellboy turned into Hellboy when he gets mad. Hmm. You I know, did, Guillermo del Toro. Wow. Guillermo del Toro is like, that's not Hellboy. Right. That's the Hulk, and you stick to your guns and you get it done. And I'm really glad that Marvel now has the autonomy to make these films. And like, the Hulk is going to be a fucking badass. Second punch, you know, to the to the to the to Iron Man. I, well, I and I'm hoping that Zack Snyder has that sort of integrity in his approach to Watchmen. From what I understand, he will. You know I hope I mean? so. But in the Punisher, from what I understand, people will, will probably assassinate the man if he fucks that. Well, one up, I hope so. I hope we yeah. finally get a good Punisher movie. I hope yeah. we finally get a badass Punisher movie, Charles Bronson style Punisher movie, because that's really the way it should have been. It, I mean, I didn't see the one. But, uh, it's fucking well, god awful. <laughs> but uh, I don't watch. Uh, you know, but yeah, John Travolta. I mean, John Travolta. No, please. But uh, if you get the Punisher, he really should be one of these '70s action revenge guys. Like, there's a reason this dude came about in the '70s. Mm. You know, uh, he was Marvel Comics' Charles fucking Bronson, Death Wish guy. Gotcha. You, tre- you got to treat him like that. He needs to be a hard R. You know. Um, so yeah, Iron Man. There's nothing really to say about mm-hmm. it other than the fact that they really, really, really did a great job and. You guys all know it. You guys have seen it. We could be redundant about it. I totally dug it. I really did. I thought it was fantastic. So I got to tell you guys, um, we talked about the screening. We're going to keep moving on. But before I forget, this is a sweet-ass lunchbox. This is a Faster Pussycat Kill Kill lunchbox. This is the Russ Meyer movie that uh, our good friend Logan is screening this coming Saturday at the uh, at the um, Vista. Mm-hmm. The Vista is on Sunset where it hits uh, Hollywood in uh, Los Feliz. Um, so listen, inside this, this uh, lunchbox, which you can win, and I'll tell you how, there are, bang, two tickets to the screening right here. Two, sick, two tickets. This is the Mondo Celluloid sponsored screening of Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. It starts at midnight, as these movies should. Correct. And I'm putting them in this lunchbox, I'm sealing it up, and it won't be opened until it's opened by you. We're going to run this contest immediately. Um, this is what you got to do. Guys love girls. Girls love guys. Some guys love guys. But... Some girls love girls. Have you ever been beat up by the object of your affection? 
You know, uh, have you ever gotten your ass kicked by somebody who you're sexually attracted to? I mean, this is a movie with some hot ass pieces of tail. Correct. Who kick guys' asses? I mean, look look at the tits on that. Tura. They're. I mean, they're coming out of her shirt. This is phenomenal. We want to hear. Haji, by the way, will be there. Okay. Saturday okay. May time. So, so oh, wow. Let me see this Haji. There she is. She's still bangable. Uh, it's that was done in the '60s. You must see, come and see if she is bangable. It's <laughs> so up to you. <laughs> Some people will. Some people will might love find it. her still bangable. Um, so. What we want to do is we want you guys to go on Geekscape.net in the forums and start telling us some of your uh, best sexual fights. You know what I mean? Like, Laura and I get in fights all the time. I don't know if it counts. Uh, we want to talk. If you got your guy... We what? We get in fights, but I don't know if it counts. We're running, a con- we're running a contest, baby, and what it is is like to win tickets in this lunchbox to Logan screening. If a guy's ever gotten his ass beat by a girl... Or a girl's ever gotten her ass beat by a guy, or you know, vice versa. You know what I mean? Have you ever been in a fight with a woman in the other? With some, Dude, with not since grade school. But that is the story we want to hear. And we I want to hear some people have video or camera sh- shots of these fights, and if they do, they should send that in. We want to hear. That just encourages. That's oh, we. I would love the videos. I, would, I think they'll stage it. They may stage it. If you want to stage, we're not going to stop stage it from staging it. it. Yeah. All I'm saying is get my. Sh- a dramatic reenactment would help. Whatever you guys want to do to get these tickets, if you're in the Los Angeles area. If you're not in the Los Angeles area, win it for a buddy of yours who is in the Los Angeles area. Uh, just get these fucking tickets and make us laugh. I'm serious. That would kick ass. Uh, best fight story. Can we just make a best, best fight cross story? Gender best cross-gender fight story. Absolutely. Okay. Because yeah. that, that would be phenomenal. Email you guys, right? Uh, we'll post them on the forums. Yeah. Post them on the forums. Go on the forums. Start a thread. If you guys think that one of those can there can be topped, you know, go ahead and top it. Jonathan will judge it, and he'll tell me who to give this to on Saturday. We, I will show it to Logan, and we will sure. laugh our asses off. And then, uh, you know, we're going to put a cap on it Friday. So get those up there. Um, in news, I pulled some news off of the Geekscape website. Okay. Um, Geekscape.net, this piece of news was submitted by our very own Sandstone. It's Jonah Hill. Looks like he's going to be Sheila Booth's... Uh, you know, buddy in the next Transformers movie. Uh, that's phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> I really, what else can you say? Right. Like, it's a, it's like a vacuum. Like this Transformers thing is, uh, it's like just like sucking people into it. It's like, sure, just keep adding people to sure. this. I really hope they figure this shit out. Um, speaking of Bay, uh, Michael Bay has accepted the challenge that Uva Bowl put out in the boxing ring. I think that's exciting. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I would love to see that boxing fight. Hell yeah. I want to be there October 30th in Vegas. You do want to be there? Hell yeah. Well, who, would, who would you put money on? Who would I put money on? I I would put money on Uwe Bowl. Of and, course. Yeah, and be very, fucking, yeah, like, and, and, you know, unfortunately. It's a powerhouse. But, you know, I would, I would be happy with either one of those two kicking the shit up, either one of those two. You know what, I know. You know I, if I, you throw I David Lynch in there with Uwe Bowl, I'm, I'm going to be sad. But I think this will be, I think this will be fun either way. I'm an Uwe Bowl fan. I don't, I don't see his films, but I'm a fan of him as go. a person. And I gotta say, uh, my money is on him. Uh, I am putting money down that he kills him. Right what on. do you think the chances are that Uwe Bull does one of these with weapons or with his fists? With his fists, like, like you know, in like fists. in like boxing or something. Like, like I think boxing is a retarded sport. I think all the UFC shit is like, okay, fun, have gr- you right. know, have a great time. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm not gonna watch you guys have a great time with each other. Um, you know, but there are instances like in hockey where you fucking hit the dude and he dies. Yeah, like some shit in his brain like starts to bleed. Sure, and he's dead within minutes. He's bled to death in his brain. Uh, what do you think the chances are that Uva Bull kills Michael Bay in this fashion? Perhaps punches him so hard that his brain explodes. You know, if Bay's <laughs> blowing coke that day, and I'm not sure he, I'm not saying he does. Okay, that would exasperate those chances, and he might have an aneurysm and die. Absolutely. See, I don't know Vegas. I'm not a big. Have you seen Bad Boys too? I wouldn't be surprised. I've seen the Bad coke. Boys too. Yeah. Uh, if if, if yeah. you're a gambler, I'm not a gambler, but I would yeah. say the 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 bets should be. Michael Bay doesn't have a chance. First off, I really don't believe that Michael Bay has a chance. Uh, Uva Bowl. Here are the bets that you can place. Uva Bowl in two rounds. It'll get past the first two rounds, three rounds, four rounds, five rounds. On top of that, you got the bet, the bet. Will Uva Bowl just win by? TKO, KO, whatever. What if Uva Bowl wins by exploding Michael Bay's brain? 
I think this has to have That'd a blockbuster ending. If his brain literally explodes, if his brain cauterizes, like like or like bleeds and cauterizes, if his brain, uh, if his head, like if his head comes off like a rock'em sock'em robot, right? What if his head comes off like a rock'em sock'em we'll robot? Have an and it's discovered that he is a way, robot. Dude. That is always a possibility. We will have an Aerosmith ballad either way. However, Michael buys it, we'll hear from Aerosmith. That'll be wonderful. I think that this has a potential. Like this has pay-per-view potential. If he, if his head flies off and sparks shoot out and it's just you know, like it's he goes I have the last laugh you know what I mean like his head lands <laughs> you know like Michael Bay's head lands with the it's like holy shit it's still alive it curls around like spider legs and he goes I have the last laugh and Obi Wan's like what is this wizardry and he goes kind of think he goes back you scared me now. get ready for a surprise and you see Michael Bay <laughs> you see Michael Bay fucking his chest opens up beep beep the fucking bomb and Michael Bay's like ten blocks away and just goes. Awesome! It clicks that thing like the commercial. Right. Explosion. Speaking of Total Recall, what do you think the another movie that, that should not be remade. Uh, I think the chances are high. Then you just I, I, the spider legs I can see. Um, I don't think he'd blow up. I don't think he'd. Okay. I, just don't, I don't see that happening. We'll see I do. People. I do see spider legs crawling out of his head, right. flying across the floor, though. I just don't. Know. Awesome. I just don't have that vision. Yeah. But we will hear from Aerosmith. We will. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, uh, that's got paper pay per view potential. Yeah, no, that that's gonna be great. I so to go through with that. I really do. So you're saying uh, you you're telling me before the show that B, our favorite show B ever, twenty five, Mark Singer, the Beastmaster, one of my favorite actors of all time. Even though he didn't give me an interview at Wizard World last year, um, V is twenty five now. Twenty five years ago today, a young Roland Emmerich was watching TV and said, <laughs> "Oh wow, I'm gonna rip this off one day." Because you gotta see, say, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no fucking way around. No, anyone it. who saw V to Independence Day yeah. is the the, in, the Independence Day is a total fucking ripoff of V. Yeah, like those flying saucers planting themselves over American landmarks and sure. world landmarks. No, that's seeing Independence v. Day as a kid, I thought it was a direct, acknowledged remake, high budget remake of V. Finding Are you out, okay with the mic? I think so. How much? Can you hear okay. me, VJ? All right. I really did. I thought. You know, just similar to, you know, Vanilla Ice. I'm thinking, oh, cool, this guy is sampling. I didn't have pressure. a word like, for it back then. Shit. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. There's no secret here. In both cases, I mean, yeah, in, in, in Independence Day's case, to find out later that, you know, the, the creator of, of V went went forward and said, dude, you ripped me off. I'm thinking, like, well, wasn't that obvious? And, like, I had no clue oh, that horrible. two different supposed... Yeah, but, I mean, the huge saucer taking up miles of sky, hovering over, over the big... Bridge. big Blair of Trump for whatever you know and and then yeah the landmarks and all that shit that was v pretty direct S. he was amazing it's still uh, amazing it holds up very well they always talk about doing yeah. another V thing another V incarnation of V whether it be a comic book whether it be a movie whether yeah. it be a TV show I think show. Kenneth Johnson I think is the name of the guy who created it he wanted to do a, a follow up and it was always in mind to do it years and years later um, and from what I understand he's, it's being negotiated from what I, I mean, understand let's think about it because I mean you, you laugh now you know, yeah, funny lizard people eating hamsters. Got it. <laughs> but you also laughed when uh, people were like, "Hey, let's remake Battlestar Galactica." When Brian Singer and Tom DeSanto started talking about let's remake Battlestar Galactica, right. people were like, "What's the point? That shit was cheesy. It sure. sucked. Had a robotic bear." No, they brought it back. They treat it right, and Battlestar Galactica rocks now. Right. I think V. If you did it. Properly sure. in the same way, V could actually kick ass. You could have uh, my man Mark Singer come back. Well, you know, and I watch V. I have the you know the original miniseries and the second miniseries. And I have the whole thing actually at home, and I'll watch it. And it does not. There's the effects are cheesy. You know, her Absolutely. neck stretching. The effects are cheesy, but the show itself and the plot never strikes me as being dated or campy because it's really dark. And depressing Oh it's series. like Nazis It really is Yeah these you guys know? Are like Nazis They're, they're fascists And you it's watch amazing. old shit Like Land of the Lost And stuff you let as a kid And you can see Consistently a cheese factor V it's just the effects But the story itself And the way Like mothers turn on sons And yeah like you said oh, it's, it's hardcore just, It's really hardcore And really disturbing And, and fantastic And you know I, You know I saw it When it first aired And to this day I watch it And I'm always just impressed By the daring and the writing and the the twists and, and just how there are no the rules are just broken left and right on that show. Yeah, you guys who are younger, uh, this V was an early '80s uh, American television series. Started with a mini series like Battlestar Galactica did, and it had Mark Singer, the guy who played the Beastmaster, it had Ro- Robert England who played Freddy Krueger, mm-hmm. 
And uh, this was a movie about the U.S. getting invaded by aliens who we think are our friends, but then ultimately you realize that they're just like harvesting and cultivating and capturing us to become cattle. Right, like lizard people. Li- yeah. And they're lizard people. It was amazing. Um, yeah, man, you got me all pumped to see that as a good <laughs> show. Uh, I hope it happens In all honesty At first I was like Yeah good luck I was one of the naysayers But now I think It could actually be done right um, Talking comics you've, You haven't read A whole lot of comics no, Have you I have not uh, This is one I think you'll enjoy Especially if you like Like Chuck Palahniuk books mm-hmm, I do yeah. uh, Black Hole Is by Charles Burns uh, I just recently read this For the first time It's been out For a couple years uh, this is what got my interest was that um, this is the one that uh, David Fincher optioned for his next feature. This is Black Hole. It's a book takes place in the mid seventies uh, about a bunch of high school kids in Seattle. Who, you know, they like to go out, smoke some dope, have some sex. That's what they're thinking about is uh, Seattle high you know high school kids. What they don't know is that there's a uh, an STD going around called the bug. Some of them know, some of them don't. And what it does is it mutates you. So you've got kids who are trying to hide. I mean, as if as if coming in of age with your body isn't awkward enough. Uh, you know, just growing hair in weird places right. and having your voice deepen. This STD has kids grow tails, tentacles, obvious facial problems. Sweet. Uh, some of them hide them. Webbed hands. Uh, it's really, really, really gross. Cool. I mean, this is a fucking awesome hardcore book. The kids who have the obvious problems, they go off and they live in the woods. Cool. You know. So their min- their minds aren't changed. They don't become hostile or. They don't become crazy. They cool. don't become that. They're still teenagers, but right. I mean, think about your problems. Oh yeah, yeah. You've got a freaking snort coming out of your nose. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Or you shed your skin every twenty four hours. Right, right. You know, you you're gonna have some image issues. Sure. You know, so uh, and not only that, no one's gonna sleep with you. So there's this normal kid I'm going to read the end now No, no, please don't okay. You're going to go crazy if you do <laughs> There's a kid who has the hots for this girl in his, in his biology class And he starts to discover that she may have it hmm. And it may not deter him from wanting to have sex with her So it's gross so, so there's, I mean, there's some icky, icky stuff in this, in this book And you're going to read it And what Charles Burns does really well with his writing Is you're reading this book And you see, like, there's some, there's there's some nudity in it, and you see this girl standing there naked, and she has an obvious tail, and you're like, "Would I? Would I? Would you? Would you?" And you're sitting there reading it right now. You're like, "Jonathan, you sick fuck." You're you're thinking that, Jonathan, you sick fuck. But that's kind of the idea of the horror of it all. Sure. Is it puts you in a mindset where you're reading this book and you're really into it, and you're following this character on. And you're in your in his mind as a high school kid with all of this sexual buildup, and then the one outlet is a girl with a tail, and she's perfect except for the tail. Right. And you're like, oh man! And you find yourself at the same place with the character, and it's just really well handled. And uh, I think David Fincher is going to make a fucking is really the tail badass. Hairy? You got to read it. Okay. You gotta read it. It's a slimy tale. Yeah, there's some sex in here, folks. There's some sex in here that will make you very uncomfortable. Uh, It'll make you feel dirty, like you should when you read comics with sex in them. Uh, So that's Black Hole by Charles Burns. I think it's a huge accomplishment. I think it's crazy. It's a great indie book. And if you guys aren't into superhero comics, uh, this thing will run you 15 bucks, 16 bucks, and it's a thick mother. But you'll read the whole damn thing in less than a day because it really is. yeah, it'll capture you. You'll love that, especially if you're a sick bastard hmm. like, like uh, Big Yanks or some of our listeners like that. Gilmore would love this book. I think Gilmore and Gilmore would totally do the, the, the tail would probably yeah. make him harder. Yeah, yeah. I think he'd swing around by it and yeah. I bet uh, you that motherfucker has some <laughs> shit growth on him. What do you think? Yeah, VJ. I mean, who knows? Who knows? I mean, he already looks like he's got a little mutant virus. You don't, you don't think, think about, about him in that light. No, he's very smart. Very smart. How are you doing on time, VJ? Ten. Okay, let's 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 wrap it up with some comic with uh, some video games. I got to tell you guys, we mean business. We're sponsoring uh, some professional teams. You know this thing, the Major League Gaming that has started up. I do not. Major League Gaming is a league like the fucking NBA, MLB, NFL, oh. except we do video games. The MLG has started. Uh, it's going to start getting broadcast, I think, by certain sports networks. Is that correct? Yes. 
ESPN two, ESPN Classic, whoever does bowling, because I'd rather watch fuckers in Gears of War than I would bowling. So they're starting to show this MLG thing. I got contacted by this website that sponsors a couple different teams, uh, and the website is uh, ifc-pro.com, and uh, the people at IFC have a couple different teams. They compete in Gears of War. They compete in uh, Halo Three, mm-hmm. something like that. They asked if we would sponsor them Geekscape And I said yeah sure You guys wear our shit We'll, we'll, we'll work something out Where maybe some of These players Who are amazing Can write articles For our site To t- teach you guys How to play better video games Or uh, In return Some of you scapists Will go out And support these kids At their You know At their tournament So uh, Mid June This next month uh, We have uh, Our IFC Pro kids They're going to be competing In San Diego you know, at the at the big arena down there, they're going to be competing in a big video game competition. I'll get the details for the next show, but if you guys are in San Diego and want to go to the event, let me know. I'll send you guys over there. If you guys have a video camera or something, it'd be really fucking cool if you guys went over there and covered it like a sportscaster. How badass would that be? We put it on the show, like, hey, I'm here at blank blank. So and so is about to compete in Gears of War. How does it feel? And then he talks it up like he's Kobe Bryant or some shit like that. And then afterwards, we get the you know the post game. Wouldn't that be awesome if we had a little bit of that is as close to a sports element pretty cool, man. as we can get on our show, don't you think? So we have our own team. Pretty soon on the website, you're going to be able to link to the site, see how our kids do. They're our fucking team, man, and we'll get we'll get to know them in the next couple of weeks, and then we're going to root for them, and they're going to kick some ass and make some money. So, Geekscape sponsored. Oh, for those of you guys who think you're the shit in video gaming, I talked to the owner. I told him. If any of my Geekscapists can beat his kids consistently in those games, switch them out. So, Jake108, if you think you can you know, smoke any of his players in Halo 3, we'll set it up. And if you smoke them, you're getting on that fucking team and representing Geekscape, alright? Because you got to make Geekscape look good now, alright? I, I feel like the owner in uh, any given Sunday, Get out there! Get out there and win! <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, I get serious about sports And this is our sport now We have our own fucking team I feel like Gilbert Arenas uh, I gotta tell you also uh, Speaking of sports I played with the Mario Kart wheel We talked about it last episode But I, I, I mean I was making everybody else Play with the wheel I finally played with the Mario Kart wheel You know about this How Mario mm-hmm. Kart comes with the wheel uh, I will say right now It is the worst video gaming experience <laughs> I've ever had in my entire life I, I hate that fucking wheel The wheel is a very good item To throw out a fucking window And hit somebody do you, you, I do not want this wheel. I want it. What are you going to do with the fucking two wheels? You live by yourself. Throw it out a window? What are you going to do? Well, let, let me, well, let me hold on to it in case somebody right. comes over to my house. And I, and I really want to beat them. Because I realized why I thought I was so good at Mario Kart. I was making all my guests play with the wheel. And it's like playing with fucking five layers of gloves on. It's one of the worst fucking experiences of your entire it's life. It's first person, too, instead of third person. What is it? It's like Mario Kart's like third person. So if you're driving a wheel, right. you need to be first person. The wheel is horrible The wheel will make you hate life <laughs> Oh dude I hated it I hate this thing Cause go, So if you guys are thinking about playing this Mario Kart thing Go out and buy yourself a Wavebird or a classic GameCube controller It's the only way to play uh, The other big game this week Is of course we've all been playing GTA 4 I've seen a lot of you guys online playing uh, It's been fun getting smoked by you guys in Halo But uh, this is my game So don't fucking step to me You've already learned I'm good at this game. I will kill all of you. Uh, there's one kid that I played with last night who was really damn good. Um, it's fun. The multiplayer is fun. And I got to tell you, uh, the one drawback is there's a learning curve to the driving. You know, I was mad early on. Wasn't I mad? Yeah. I said, you know, there's a, there's a learning curve. The, the driving you have to get used to or else you're going to f- go into poles and walls for the first hour or two that you play this game. And you're going to get frustrated. Um, I also thought that they overcomplicated the controllers Because usually the, game, the, the GTA controllers are pretty basic They added all this shit to it It took me a while to get used to it About an hour or two Once I got used to it It definitely improves the game I was a naysayer of the 10 scores That have been given to this game I gotta tell you, At least a solid 95% Like that's where I put this game It's not 100 Yet Why not? I don't see why it won't be 
Just give me more time with it. I will learn to love this. This game is phenomenal. And the multiplayer is a shitload of fun. Not only playing against other people, but playing with them on your own team doing heist-like missions. Sweet. Have you looked like any of the old Grand Theft Autos after playing that? Have I gone back to play any of the old? Yeah, have you seen the graphics? It looks like garbage. Oh, the, oh the, the details in this really? game... The details in this game are incredible. For the first 30 minutes of playing this game, you will feel bad about running over people. But you get over it pretty quick when you see them splatter. I think this game is awesome, and I fucking love that you can get in the police vehicles and use the police computer to look up people in the game and see what their status are and where they live. Oh, sweet. And not only that, there's a most wanted list, and you can do vigilante missions. That's awesome. There's a, I, I need mean, to play this. this. I have not played it yet. has so many levels to it. Yeah. You can basically get missions almost from anywhere once you open the game up enough. Like Initially, you get missions from just a handful of things. Once you pick it up, get deep in the game, you can just start doing all sorts of stuff. I really, I'm really enjoying it. And I'm only like 15% of the way through, 20% of the way through. I'm loving it. So, that's GTA. Next week, I would love to play Bloombox. Boomblox this week. I would love to play that. But we'll see. Next week we got another show. We'll see you guys next week. Let's talk real quick to Logan. Got to remind you guys. Get on Geekscape.net. Win this thing. The screening is next Saturday. Uh, and these tickets are for the 10th. That's next Saturday the 10th at the Vista Theater in Los Feliz. Midnight screening. Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Brought to you by Mondo Celluloid. Mondo? Mondo. Mondo Mondocelluloid.com. That's the name of the site. Mondocelluloid.com It'll take you to a MySpace page Where you get all sorts of uh, dates For all these uh, screenings I love it because I found out there are Miyazaki screenings Like this mm-hmm. is yeah. this, this is a perfect website For those of you guys in the LA area Who are like me And you'll see every movie that comes out The day it comes out And then you find yourself about midweek Being like oh man I really want to go see a movie But I've seen everything Go to this website and you'll discover that there's some amazing stuff still screening out there under the radar yep. that you may not have picked up on. Soylent Green, our rest in peace Heston's playing this week at the New Beverly, for example. They threw it out there for, for the, old Chuck. The only danger is that some of these screenings smell like shit. Yeah. Due to some of the fellow filmmakers, film goers. You know, some of them, not the most socially adept people. That will happen. You know, what is the worst that you have smelled at some of these screenings? You know what happens a lot is you get a lot of people who just can't hold their beer, and so that you got that smell of, like, beer that's been drunkard? on the floor. <laughs> well, a drunkard who's got beer on him that's been on him for six days. Uh, I haven't smelled anything smell more questionable bleach-like shit. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the there's one theater, I don't want to knock the theater, but The Vine in Hollywood that's just notorious. They had the, the two, doll, two movies for five yep. bucks. And uh, that place smells like shit. Oh, Any day horrible. you go, dude. I had a film screen in that theater for uh, for a film festival, and yeah. it, I just felt like I was getting tetanus just being in there. Yeah, uh, it's pretty bad, that place. So be prepared for some... New Beverly film gets knocked, but the New Beverly's a pretty bad theater. It doesn't smell. Very cool. They clean it up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So guys, mondocelluloid.com is the place to check out all these screenings. Next Saturday, we want to see you guys out at midnight. Yes, Bachelor yes. Pussycat Kill Kill. Say hi to Haji. Um, say hi to Haji. Mm-hmm. Say hi to our good friend Logan. Uh, of course, you Geekscape regulars can k- check out all the Geekscape action on geekscape.net. We've got uh, YouTube videos up. We've got a channel on blip.tv. Just search for Geekscape on both of those sites or on Facebook if you want to join fa- uh, our club on Facebook, become a guest and a fan of, of uh, Geekscape. And if you go to geekscape.net, you'll see that we have merchandise, like the shirt that I'm wearing right now. Um, go check it out and get yourself a t shirt or a tote bag. There's free buttons with every order. And uh, yeah, I'm plugging away, aren't I? You are? It's good though. Yeah. Good plug. Those are the plugs, guys. Good. If you're in LA, I really want to see you guys at this screening on midnight. We're going to have fun. We're going to go it's out afterwards. Blast. We'll go to like the 101 Cafe and get some sweet potato fries. Kick ass. We'll rage until 2 in the morning. No, the movie will be over at 2 in the morning. We'll rage until like 5 a.m. How does that feel? Go see the movie. We'll be out until 6 a.m. Maybe yeah. some of us will get arrested. Maybe some of us will get a questionable disease. But you'll only know if you come to the screening. That's next Saturday, midnight. I can't wait to see this on the screen. I really can't. Okay? We'll see you guys next week, okay? Bye-bye. And VJ will be there. It is confirmed. What? what? Yes, yes. It is confirmed right now that VJ (laughs) will be there in the flesh uh, with his special dance moves and his dance posse backing him up on the dance floor. Is that? Yes, uh, that is confirmed. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know. I'm not going to put that in.